0: All right. Uh welcome everyone to uh another episode of uh, Wrestling Hooligans. We had a uh we just covered uh the week of SmackDown and uh and AW, NXT. and uh today we're gonna be talking about uh the dark side of wrestling link. Dark side of wrestling uh documentary that's on Vice right now.
1: And this is probably like the well, it's Shah. But this is probably the best show I've ever seen. A wrestling fan, and you haven't watched, if you want to really know about the back history of wrestling, and this is probably one of the best shows to watch because you'll learn a lot of what was going through the mentality of like these old wrestlers, um, and the times that, that were tough for them. Like, it's a whole different world right now for pro wrestlers, but back then, the drugs, alcohol, steroids um the craziness that was going on you can kind of experience it from the stories from the dark side of the ring crazy
0: yeah definitely what are your thoughts i've learned from it oh yeah my bad um i'm on uh i'm on the line with uh Vic and shaji uh essentially uh we just been on the on the podcast for like almost like fucking three hours, <laughs> <laughs> so we all look at Jupey-eyed and all this other stuff. We're well into uh, our drinks. Uh, I just started uh, a Bita strawberry ale. That's my favorite, right there. Yeah, man. Vita's started-
1: favorite. Yeah, yep,
0: that's strawberry. a
1: Louisiana drink, right there. So I saw my I my Jack and Coke over here. Yeah. You know, some some water now.
0: Shadgy's over there with the Jack and Coke, making sure he mixes it with some water so he can wake up uh, uh, with his daughter. four
1: hours to take care of my little girl. Ooh! <laughs>
0: not me. Not me. Even though I might be up by, no lie, if I'm doing this podcast right now, my daughter is probably subconsciously hearing me right now. And it's saying, I'm going to wake up at uh, 6.30 in the morning for you, daddy.
1: Uh, my little one works about five thirty, five every day. Oh, and no, then you know, my wife's pregnant too, so I gotta take some hits here and there. You know,
0: I hear you, I hear you. Uh, I know my little one woke up at uh, wait till
1: we have two. She takes one, I take the other.
0: <laughs> we'll see how that goes.
1: <laughs> well, it's gonna happen. There's only two
0: of us,
2: and there's two of you, them.
0: How about you, Vic? Does that have is that how it rolls?
2: Well, basically, for me, uh, I'm the only one that hears him. So uh, five days a week, I, I take care of them. And then two days a week, a weekend, she takes care of them.
0: Mm. Yeah, but you get one or the other, don't you? Wait, sure, wait. Sure. Hold on. Hold on one second. So you're telling me, Vic, you're the you're the only one that that hears uh, Mason when he wakes up in the middle of the morning.
2: Yeah. Huh. yeah. Otherwise, he will just keep on crying.
0: Yeah, and this is what I'm saying is because, yo, bro. We've been in uh, the same household while you're sleeping, bro, and you don't wake up to yeah. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> oh, so so no. if you no. hear
2: no. Mason crying, no. the most of the time I'm one with you guys. I'm fucking uh, drunk as fuck. <laughs> well, <laughs> no,
1: his fine. wife and everything. And like uh, you know, his wife is so desensitized to his <laughs> snoring, yeah. so it's got to be louder than his snoring to wake up to Mason crying. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Madison cuddles up next to me. So.
1: Yeah, it's like a little vibrator. That uh, it's like <laughs> it's like the white noise. You're the white noise machine for her.
0: And I was over there. I was like, "Yo, what? You're the only one waking up. Come on, bro. It's been countless yeah. times. Don't
2: be surprised.
0: And all these drinks that you be posting on a VR bar during the week. Come on, bro.
2: Who? I don't. I don't post anything on the week. <laughs> I feel like
1: I have to post on the bar. If Bob Metz, my boss is listening, you know. He's the one that started the VR bar. So if he's listening, you know, I have to because he's, you know, what else am I supposed to do at home, you know, after I work out?
2: He's your boss and he's the one that liked my uh, photo today, (laughs) My
1: Yeah, he's the one who started the whole bar. But he's like my big boss. He's like the regional manager. Who the the whole DJ
2: guy that keeps up putting these
1: live shows. Yeah, (laughs) they do like trivia night and everything. Yeah, who the hell was that guy? I don't know who that is.
0: You gonna play some Uh, online.
2: I I thought that was the guy that uh, that started this thing.
1: No, no, no. If you look at his pictures, it's Bob. Bob is the one that started it all. I know. uh, I know. I was like the third member, I think.
0: I know they did uh, online bingo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was like, okay, yeah, I mean, but. uh, but I feel like my most of my friends
1: post most of the stuff on the bar,
0: so I'm happy. I I know with uh, I'm like with you, Vic. I can't uh post on uh, the middle of the week because uh,
1: even though you're drinking, you no, can't post.
0: No, I'm not. I'm not drinking there in the middle of the week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Usually,
1: right. I you know usually I'll have a glass of wine anyways during the end the middle of the week, so I just post that.
0: Nah, i would be a wrap. I'll have
1: one glass of wine, and usually that's what would I do.
0: When uh, when I first started uh, dating my wife, I used to drink like two forties uh, a night to go to sleep. I don't do that right now, bro.
1: <laughs> 240s? I can't even drink beer like during the week. That's the thing. Beer, I can't do like as much. Like only if I'm in the yard or out in the sun, I can drink beer. Otherwise, like wine or liquor, you for me. But liquor is weekend wise, and wine is like during the week. It's just uh, Cabernet. I drink uh, Cab.
0: I'm, I am I. used to drink beer hardcore. I used to make uh, like, wine,
1: Jacob. Let's let's have a sophisticated wine night next podcast.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I guess uh, I could try. I got some wine over here. Cabernet.
1: Yeah, let's do some Cabernet. Cabernet. Vic, buy a bottle of Cabernet. Let's have some Cabernet yeah, next wine night.
2: I don't really know why. So give me a few names and I'll buy one.
1: Just get Cabernet like a it's like a dry cab
2: yeah not i, I don't know so. all right don't, do just don't buy
1: like a, um
2: rosa or something huh Della rosa or the fucking kangaroo or the
1: no po- the top oh. shelf you know just go to the top shelf don't go to like the the <laughs> bottom like you know you'll see your cabs. like how you buy your liquor just go to the top shelf
2: of the cabs all right so if, if it's a worth more than a black label i'm not buying it
1: no, 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 you you go for like the 15 to 20 dollar
2: range. Isn't yeah,
0: the, no more
1: than twenty dollars.:
0: Isn't the Cabernet the one that you need to be drinking with um with me?: sure it was
1: like steaks and everything?
0: so then we gotta we gotta bust out uh the cooking show for the rest of the hooligans and uh, mm-hmm.
2: start
0: doing some grilling. And then uh, yeah, I I wouldn't mind doing a freaking podcast with freaking steak right over here, but I, you, yeah. you the the whole audience are here be munching over there. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: can we do a recording a house party?
0: I think we can, but I think it's only for like a brief, short of time though.
1: That's fine. Just do a grilling and talk about,
2: yeah, but we can do a can't? dark side of the ring next week. Why how can't? about we do
0: a Facebook Live?
2: Yeah, but you can you do a three-way
0: on Facebook Live? I have no idea.
1: You yeah. can do a threesome any time of the day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not online. <laughs> we'll see. Uh w- w- well, you know, obviously that's TBD. V D. We'll see how how we could uh we could do this. You know what I mean? maybe with the freaking zoom thing on you know yeah, I, mean, I already told jen i mean like no lie bro i was seeing uh shaji the last two uh two weekends uh, start grilling and i was like you know what damn it i need to fucking use my grill so i went today and uh got the grill uh <laughs> got the, the two pieces of ribeye i got one for today one for tomorrow i was i, know, already, I
1: buy some ribeyes every weekend now yeah and burgers
0: yeah, and I was over there, I was well, like, if
1: I ain't going out to eat, i am get some ribeyes for like 20 bucks for two ribeyes. And I'm going to make that shit <laughs>
0: yeah, over there. Like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to do some skirt steak and I'm freaking going to do a brisket.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Brisket. Uh, now. So you would have to marinate for that for how many days? Did
0: you? I don't know. I, I know when I did my research, it has to be a couple of days, at least 24 hours. So mm-hmm. I was already thinking, I was like, yo. Uh, I'm going to do that brisket.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about how I want to make that one day. Maybe uh, I got to marinate that shit.
0: Yeah. It doesn't have to be for that long. I mean, you you do a whole day of uh, it marinating, you're good. And then the next day, that's when you start it. I mean, it's a long process, but you know yeah. what? I'm over there like, yeah, yeah I'm going to do, do that brisket. or And I was also thinking about doing some pork. You know what I mean? And I was just like, yo, I, this is about to go down. Yeah. The only problem is that uh Jen Jenna, you know, she's she's trying to go a whole like va- vegetarian, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and I'm over here I'm the only one in the house eating the meat, you know what I mean? So it's just like God now.
2: Yeah, then I mean, it's easier than to just get it from barbecue place. So.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you know at the same time it's like, you know, when you, when, when you got the grill at the home and you you want to do it yourself, you know? So yeah. It, 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 it's it,
1: nice when you do it yourself and it comes out amazing. Yeah. yeah.
0: So now I'm like I'm 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 on I'm on the fence. I'm I'm pretty much saying like uh, okay. So if I if I cook that brisket, I got to be able to make meals for the next. <laughs>
1: but that brisket though, you got throw throw it in the oven first on like two hundred, yes. and just let it sit there for like five six hours, and then throw it on the grill to crisp it up. That's wow. how you do it.
0: I don't know, bro. I mean, I I've been following a guy on uh on Facebook, and he'll be out there eight eight hours yeah. doing the brisket, and I'm like, I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna be posting every hour my <laughs> at the VR bar <laughs> my drink. You,
1: you can do you know you do do it like that, but you can warm it up in the oven for like six hours, yeah. and then do it just in the oven for 200, and then throw it on the grill for another two hours, and that's when you just relax. Well, I'm and trying let to let it crisp up.
0: I'm trying yeah. to do my. I'm trying to do one of those all day grill joints day. <laughs>
1: but then you got you get a smoker then.
0: <laughs> <I got laughs> a, you a green, green egg then. No, I got my, my joint turns into a smoker. It's like yeah. a.
1: T- I'm saying it's less work if you do it the other way, and it comes out amazing.
0: You're probably right, but you know, I'm over there. I'm like, nah. I'm gonna switch it up. I
1: just let it warm up in that that oven for like and let it slowly cook. And then I'll put so like apple juice, all that kind of stuff to like sweeten it up, and then I throw it onto that grill later on.
0: Mm. You know what? Uh, I started thinking of something right now, bro. What's that? We're gonna we're gonna talk about it uh, at, at the end of this uh, episode once I click end meaning. <laughs> all right, but I hope yo, this is
1: on the podcast for our listeners. Though.
0: Definitely, I mean, yo, we don't just talk about wrestling, bro obviously I had to delete. I'm going to delete a lot of the nonsense that delete, my, uh, delete, yeah, delete, delete a <laughs> lot of the nonsense that my friends, uh, just talked about in the last, part. you know what I mean? We, no we, politics, but we
1: can talk about food as no, much as no we more want.
0: Politics involved over here, man, because you guys are going to disappoint me and I don't want to, I don't want to be disappointed. <laughs> I don't want to be sad. This is my fault, But anyway, uh, we decided to uh, talk about uh, the dark side of the ring. Uh, this is actually uh, season two. You guys can find it on Vice. And uh, just like what Saji was talking about, it's an awesome documentary uh, based off of uh, the, you know, the different aspects of wrestling. I mean, season one was incredible. They talked about uh, so many different uh, different uh, storylines, uh, different. Uh, uh, let me see different histories of wrestling, talking about the um how how wrestling evolved in the last couple of years. I mean, uh, they talked about uh, the past. We uh the the first season they talked about the Macho man and uh uh and Miss Elizabeth. They talked also about uh Bret Hart
1: Montreal School
0: Job. Bret, Bret, Hart, Bret Hart, the Montreal School Job. What was the other one, Vic?
2: Bruiser Brody.
0: Yeah, Bruiser Brody was a big one. Uh they talked about the the new faces of wrestling. They talked about they talk about uh, May
1: was it May Young or no Moolah? Fabulous Moolah.
0: Yes, fabulous Moolah. That was another. that was
1: the other one that they talked about and that they one.
0: about the fabulous moolah. They talked about uh um the death matches yeah. that are in um that are in pro wrestling. They talked about the new faces in uh in, in uh in uh professional wrestling. And With this Season so much been so much better,
1: though. Oh, yeah, I, you know, the stories of this season so far. I'm like, oh my god, this is like amazing, even though like the last one's brought for it all, but it was like such good memories for all of us,
0: yeah. And we talked about that off layer, you know, that brought for all. It was definitely, uh, the way that we viewed it, at and now seeing it right now, I mean, uh, essentially, you had to re go through it, you know, what I mean, and, and, and take it. Uh, into a different concept and we're gonna get into that, you know what I mean? But obviously, uh the obviously uh they teased us this year, you know. They essentially told us uh, you know, we, we found out what uh, the playlist was gonna be. And uh we know that uh, Owen Hart's coming up, you know. Uh Owen Hart, um the Vice yeah, well, she was involved with it, you know what I mean? And, you know, essentially, it's going to be her side of the story. And, you know, there, there's there been so much controversy over that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I remember reading and listening to uh, JR, you know, and, you know, reading it in his book. I remember reading it in his podcast, you know what I mean? And it's one of the most eerie and one, it's one of the most sad stories, uh, when it comes to uh, Owen Hart, you know what I mean? But uh, I feel
1: like so much crap's coming out of WWE for this, too. Like, with, when this airs, like, you know, maybe that's, like, the next episode coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why WWE uh, is trying to go live, too. Like, who knows? No, no, There's the, more reasons to everything that goes on.
0: No, they already uh, already portrayed what the next uh, next episode Vic, do you remember what, which one they t- they were already talking about?
2: Uh, I think they said um uh Jimmy Snucker.
0: Yeah. Oh. oh man. And and, and oh,
1: there's the- like a story to that dude.
0: Yeah, it's Is t- he like
1: a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he
1: kills a, he kills the girl.
2: That's yeah. that's what gonna get a
1: push.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean you know, WWE knows too, like you know. Maybe that's one of the reasons to try to go live before the Owen Hart episode comes out.
0: And that, and that, and that's the thing uh, with the, uh, Vice, uh, Vice, and the Dark Side of the Ring. A lot of uh, people that are currently working with WWE they're not on these shows. Yeah, it's a- which I
1: thought Dean Malenko was, but he's, he's not. In, I guess
0: he's in AEW. Now. He's in AEW. Yeah. So I realized Dean was gone. Yeah, my boy, Dean, even though, man, I'm not going to lie. I was uh, sitting in a room with uh, Jen and uh, I was telling her about the dark side of the ring. You know, we were, I was watching the Crispin Y at the time and uh, she saw Dean Malenko, right? And I immediately uh, told her, I was like, you know what, Jen, before, when I got out the military, uh, I went to uh, Maryland, right? and essentially. Um, I was going to go down to Florida to go to uh the the Dean malenko's uh, school of wrestling. He had uh it was already in Florida and I was like, you know what, I'm going down there. And um essentially one of my close friends, the the friend that I went to go uh live with up in uh, Maryland, uh Lester, he was like, Bro, what are you doing? You cannot do you cannot do that. You cannot drop everything that you have right here to go to uh To to Florida with nothing in your in your pockets, you know what I mean, and that's essentially what it was. I mean, I had a job over there in uh, in Maryland, you know, very you know, I was working at a warehouse for uh, Comcast, but uh, I was at the point in my life where I was like, you know what, I I'm not doing anything right now, you know what I mean? Sure, done it. You know, done it
1: with the other (laughs) time.
0: Well, you know what? If I was uh, if I and I and I was talking about this uh, with Jen, I was like, you know what? I was like, uh, and I, I came to the point where I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I'm going to, I want to, I want to be in wrestling. I'm going to go down there and I'm going to (laughs) go and I'm going to go over there uh, with nothing in my hands. And, you know, I had just read, um, who was whose book that I just read? I think it it might've been the rocks uh, book or it could have been mankind and, you know, and essentially uh, I think it was the rock and, uh, you know, he, he, he talks about like how he went down. uh, He came from nothing and he didn't have any money in his pocket. And that's when he started wrestling. And I was thinking, uh, you know what, I'm just going to go to the demon Linko's place, knock on the door and just be over there. Like, Hey, uh, I want to train with you guys. I'll work for free. You know what I mean? And, um, I just want to learn from uh, D. Malenko, and he was the man of uh, a thousand holes at the time. And you know, he, he was, I was probably a little bit taller than Dean Malenko, but not by that much, probably like maybe one or two inches. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, you know, I I, I love the the host how technical he was in wrestling. You know what I mean? He was well respected, even though uh, he, you know, he didn't, he wasn't awesome on the mic. You know what I mean? but his ring in ring ability was awesome. And I, and I remember Googling or at that time it was probably binging or Yahooing (laughs) Uh, professional wrestling. Yeah. I mean, and I, and he was one of the, uh, the people that I, I, uh, I looked up and I remember talking to Jen, I was like, yo, that's who I was. I was going to go down to. And you know, he's definitely in a different state right now. I, uh, he, you know, he might have the Parkinson's right now. Cause he was over there shaking on the, on the, um, uh, on the documentary. And mm-hmm. I was over there like, Oh man, you know, compared to like how he was and how I portrayed him as, you know, and to see him over there now, I mean, it, it, it was completely crazy. I don't know if you guys noticed that,
1: and he's age. What is he like? Probably like sixty now, right? Yeah, he's 60. probably up there. You know, I mean, yeah. he's probably like sixty years old. You know, he's aging and everything. and it happens. But you know, phew. it it is amazing what this whole dark side of the ring has done. Yeah, it's opened our eyes as wrestling fans, and and it's told us a story that we've always wanted to know about these wrestlers and what was ha- happening backstage, like like the first. Or Chris Benoit, like we didn't know all these details till we saw this episode, and I was like, oh, holy crap, you know, and we're we're about to get into it, but I'm just like it just makes sense what happened. it really does, and you know it's just it's nuts it, sucks. it really
0: is it sucks,
1: yeah, and the Chris Benoit thing could have been prevented. Yeah. If there was more that went on like drug testing, all that kind of stuff. Cause I I do believe steroids took a place, a big play okay. part of this. Definitely. Like, you know, so we'll we'll talk about it in
0: a- you know, I, I, I know I went on a, a, on a little tangent, you know, right before we started this episode, uh, Vic was over there saying, "Jaco, don't be going on those freaking, uh, <laughs> long time that you be going on over there. <laughs> and I, I, <laughs> but I had to add that into it because you know what I had to add, uh, uh, some of the, the outside, uh, Outside knowledge, and you know, obviously, with me and uh, my wife watching the wrestling show, you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, uh, at the well, same time,
2: because of your little tirade, we only got four more episodes for the Christmas, four more minutes for the Christmas. That, that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get it into it, guys.
1: Let's get into it. Let's get into, into Christmas story right here. Right, this so- was amazing, wasn't it? It was. This was, like, probably the best two episodes I've ever seen. And it made me, like, it actually made me tear up. And my wife's like, what the hell? You know, she didn't watch it with me, but I'm like, I'm just, like, staring there focused on it. I'm like, this is so sad.
0: <laughs> nah, I definitely agree, uh, uh, Vic. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, I, I want to hear... We all him. love Chris Benoit. That's the thing. We all loved him. No, nah, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I don't think anyone in... Uh, uh, anyone within the wrestling Hooligans and obviously we got a lost Hooligan, but at the same time, uh, you know, uh, I don't think any of us, uh, uh, didn't think Chris Benoit was the superstar that he was, you know what I mean? Obviously, uh, uh, he had a certain, a way about him. You know what I mean? I mean, he was called the rabbit, uh, rabbit Wolverine. Uh, I mean, he was part of the, the four horsemen, uh, this guy, his in ring ability, you know what I mean? He was another Canadian. You know what I mean? And he just like, yo, he just put on a clinic when it came to, uh, oh,
1: one of the most amazing wrestlers ever. Like if he was so around these days, he'd still be wrestling. Oh, yeah, definitely. it still would be up there, like, with Jericho and all them.
0: Oh, yes. I definitely could see that. You know what I mean? So, Vic. So, Vic, you know, obviously, I want to talk to Vic because Vic, you know, uh, he he followed uh, Chris Benoit even when this fool was in ECW. And, like, you know, me, I didn't follow him when he was in ECW. You know what I mean? I've only followed him when he was in uh, WCW and WWE. But, uh, so – you know he got to see a lot of the highlights and a lot of uh a lot of the the other crazier matches that uh that uh um Chris Bromwat has. So, yo, Vic, uh, stage is yours, bro. Oh,
2: uh, well, I mean, yeah, because uh, he him and Ed doing such a good job in uh New Japan, Paul Heyman saw him and brought him into uh America, work at ECW, and um. You know, Chris Benoit is the one that broke uh, Sabu's neck, I believe. <clears throat> he dropped him on his head. And uh pretty much, uh, I think that was Sabu's, like, one of his first serious injuries. Mm-hmm. Even though that motherfucker's still wrestling today. <laughs> uh,
1: but Benoit was, too. Like, you saw it in the thing. Like, he punished himself yeah. if he made an error. Yeah, that If was, he made an error he... in a Like, remember, it was a Jericho that said he walked oh. into it. And he was doing a thousand squats or something to punish himself, yeah. for making a mistake.
0: But that gave you the insight of what what it took to uh, be a wrestler in New Japan at in, in the eighties.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like Jericho's an- like, "Why are you doing that?" He's like, "Don't worry about it." Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah, because I remember uh, a story. He saw the Miz uh, eating a uh, fried chicken over Shawn Michaels's uh, luggage. And then he got mad, and he told the Miz he had to come with him, and stand outside and do 500 um, squats with them, because of, for punishment. Wow. And then uh, Miz couldn't um, dress with the the boys for six months.
0: That is crazy, but that was that Layfield
2: too. Layfield did that to him. Uh, I think
1: J- JBL was part of that. That that did that. JBL is a bully. In the locker room, I remember. Yeah, probably, yeah. Well, which we got to an episode of Brawl for it all, but we'll talk about that later. But yeah. <laughs>
0: So, but but you, JBL was a bully. Speaking on that, I mean, you know, with the whole squats and the whole uh, um, uh, discipline that some of these wrestlers had, it just speaks volumes on how hard it is for foreigners to go into New Japan and then all of a sudden uh, to, to be prominent. You know what I mean? uh imagine well, i'm sure it's the way with, same well, way
1: foreigners have to come back over here
0: and be imagine what, what, no no it's definitely i mean they have they probably have some type of stuff but they're not doing freaking push-ups and all these other things it's not like like in new japan you know a, a, a essentially like you know a foreigner trying to be uh Prominent star on a on a different federation or a different league, and trying to gain respect for that. You know what I mean? Just imagine what Will Osprey, Kenny Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Eddie Guerrero, and all these guys had to deal with uh, to get to do to get to the top spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You
2: know what I mean? Chris Benoit was wearing a mask when I think he was Tiger Mask or something. Yeah. yeah.
1: What was Eddie Guerrero at the time yeah. too when they're wrestling each other? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and uh. Paul Heyman said before, uh, they, they were supposed to headline uh, ECW's first pay-per-view, but they signed the ECW format. So.
1: But the thing about Benoit, so he was taking steroids in, since the beginning. And where, I guess, wasn't any drug testing at all at that time? ECW, WCW, anything like that. You know, because you see how big he is. He got, he got more and more lean as the years went on. But in the beginning, he was huge.
2: Was he? I don't remember him that big in the beginning.
1: Yeah, if you look at the beginning of the, the video that they showed, he was huge. He was, like, wider. His lats were, like, enormous.
0: That was in WWE. I feel that he no, got biggest in WWE. Like
1: why, at the beginning of Dark Side, when he was in Canada wrestling, he was huge.
2: Was he?
1: Yeah. He was taking steroids since the beginning. That's the thing. It's crazy how big he, he was. He got more lean, and steroids does that. The more steroids you take, the more leaner you get. Metabolism, metabolism speeds up. But by the time, so he, it, it was interesting when they talked about his steroid levels, like his test levels when he died, he was at like 2,800. So your normal testosterone level should be at 1,200, is the highest you should be. By the time you're like mid-30s, you should maybe be at 700, 800 testosterone level. So think about where Chris Benoit was for his age. He was like four times as much as where he should be. Isn't that crazy?
0: No, I I mean, I, I definitely agree with you at that point. But I felt that he was the most biggest. When he was in the WWE, I don't know about yeah. You.
1: And th- no, no, that was, and that's why he was on. So he was taking so much testosterone at the time, so steroids wise. So he was taking so much, like you know, like mine. Your levels right now. He's our age, Chris Benoit. Yeah. We we should be at normal, like for our age, should be at eight hundred, because the the highest you should be at twenty one maybe is at. Like 1100 1200, that's the highest you should ever be. Chris Benoit was at like 2800 when they looked at his levels when he died.
0: But we, we, we all know like how WWE was at the time. I mean, yeah, they they, they essentially said that they had uh, uh, they were doing testing, but you know what? Yeah, after the Hogan steroid scenario, yes, when uh, yeah, but
1: they told him when they were testing him, that was the thing, too. Well, that's Rever- what I'm saying. If we're gonna test you. Get off of it before we test you.
0: No, but that's what I'm saying. In in a sense, it's WWE. They didn't have any control. Of what was going on at that? Yeah. Time. All the superstars were taking it. You know what I mean? All of them. They were. You know what I mean? And they were all getting pain uh, painkillers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And
1: so, yeah, like, it makes sense why Benoit was so messed up, though. Like. All the stuff that you do to your body, like if you're taking that much steroids and like you're taking that much, like 2,800, you're taking that much, it's going to affect your organs. It's going to enlarge in your heart. It's going to enlarge in everything. It's going to cause like blood clots, all this kind of crap, you know, and it's going to affect your brain. It's you're setting yourself up for a stroke and like blood clots in your brain. And your thinking is not going to be right after all that. That's why these, like you, we've seen so many guys on steroids die and it is for a reason. Like, you know, you do so much harm to your body by taking that much. Your body can't handle it. And he was probably injecting like four or five times a week, probably every day he might have been injecting himself. You know, that's how crazy he was.
0: Yeah. I think you, yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Um, you I feel that you've already jumped into what we we're going to talk about. I was more yeah. trying to talk about day one.
2: <laughs> I, uh, know.
0: Just- I know. I know. So one.
1: A, a <laughs> just being in healthcare and everything. And then yeah. you, you know, me being in weightlifting, like yeah. I've been offered before to take like steroids and all that kind of stuff. Man. And I have it, you know, I've done everything the natural way, but mm-hmm. like I've been offered to do it. And it just made me do research on everything and to see chris benoit the level he was taking what he was doing it just it it hurts me you know because it did affect him
0: no no i i definitely agree you know what i mean uh obviously uh when i was
1: wasn't in the right state of mind
0: yeah he was not in the right state of mind and obviously we are everyone knows um the effect that steroids has on the human. Well, not everyone, but yes, we, you know, us three over here, you know, a lot of us are in the professional field, the healthcare field. We studied it and we understand that um, steroids, they do damage to your body. But then
1: pair that up with concussions too. Yes. So you have CTEs and then steroids together. So you get your CTEs and your brain's already freaking affected. Mm -hmm. and then you take steroids on top of that so you're not thinking in the right stream anyway so he's probably so chris benoit the thing with him he's already not thinking in the right way he's had these concussion after concussion and his arteries and his brain are infected and you know affected and you know everything's clogged up so it's like he's already had a stroke like a few times
0: Um, and And then then you start
1: taking steroids on top of that extra because you're not thinking right you want to be big as possible and then with the and we're about to talk about it with the whole eddie thing yeah you increase everything everything affects it a more yeah you know it's on a different level
0: and that's and that's where i want to go off into it you know i mean because i felt that um you know from the get-go this this subject was going to be pretty sensitive you know i mean obviously uh uh, we all know what Chris Benoit ended up doing, you know what I mean? He he ended up taking the lives of his life and of his family. You know, every, uh, everyone in professional wrestling they, uh, or a fan, they knew of this at that time, you know. Uh, but, you know, what I was intrigued when, when I first started listening to uh, – well, not listening when I knew that this documentary was going to happen – I wanted to hear the aspect of everyone else. You know what I mean? Because uh, we already knew that so many different other people were involved, you know, and, and it started off real good, you know what I mean? We, we had uh, Chris Jericho, you know, he gave an awesome intro. You know, he essentially said, hey, if you, if you guys are gonna judge me for what I'm doing right now, you know, stop listening to this, stop, don't even click, change the channel. You know what I mean? Because essentially this was uh, – it was – I felt that this was a tribute and also telling of the tale of both um, Chris Benoit and Eddie Guerrero. What are your thoughts, Vic?
2: Well, I mean, I think they more wanted to see – show that, uh, that Nancy and Daniel were just not, you know, Victims, they also were like, you know, um, they, I mean, Nancy was pretty much had a life before Chris
0: Benoit.
2: Yeah. One of the show that, like, pretty much uh, they were talking like in After Dark that she should go into the Hall of Fame by herself, And but they can't put her in the Hall of Fame without mentioning Chris Benoit. Yeah. That's the whole, whole pretty much uh, issue with why she's on the Hall of Fame because she was pretty much in wrestling before Chris Benoit. Yeah. Like in the early eighties. And uh, pretty much and,
0: uh, you know, we we we're talking about Nancy, and that's Nancy Benoit, that's the wife of Chris uh, Jericho. She was uh uh Chris, Chris Benoit. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris yeah Chris Benoit. And uh obviously, you know, th- you know, when when we were when when they were talking about this whole uh Chris Benoit's story, obviously they were talking about uh, her story as well and how they met, you know, obviously um, uh, for the most part on the first uh, episode, they were talking about the relationship between um, Chris Benoit and uh, Eddie Guerrero. They they explained on how they came up together essentially in uh, New Japan and also in uh, WCW and ECW and eventually the the, the WWE. But at the same time, they were explaining on how uh, Chris Benoit and Nancy Benoit met. You know, just like what Vic was saying, I mean, essentially, Nancy Benoit was already uh, uh, a big manager in uh, WCW. And, uh, you know, uh, essentially, she was one of, uh, uh, she was a manager, with um, Sullivan, what's his name?
2: Kevin
0: Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan, and uh, you know they explained the drama between that because obviously uh, that was one of the biggest stories uh, of the time on the, how uh, all of a sudden Chris Benoit ended up being with uh, with Nancy, and they put it into uh, into the whole uh, the, the whole story between uh, Chris Benoit and, and Nancy. I mean, and that and that was even more crazier, you know. I mean, uh, it was
1: and Kevin Sullivan's storyline too. It, like he wanted his wife to be well, his girlfriend, right? I think it was a girlfriend. Know, it was his, wife. <laughs> his wife. His wife at the time to be in that storyline with Chris Benoit, and, and then was, Benoit found out more about how abusive Sullivan was.
0: Yeah. And you know what? It, you know what's the craziest part is that. I remember when Chris Benoit first started, right? And uh, when well, not first started, when Chris Benoit did what he did, you know what I mean? And I remember being on the internet, and this is obviously the, the earlier days of the internet. And uh, one of the most craziest things was where a lot of people, they didn't believe that Chris Benoit did this. There was yeah. literally people thinking that Kevin Sullivan had something to do with this. You yeah. know, there was there were feeds of people that that had a whole like whole storyline on how Kevin Sullivan killed all of them, and it, it was due to the fact of uh, him um, getting his revenge on Chris Benoit. Yeah, I
2: mean, uh, uh, kind of. Uh, I kind of wanted wanted to actually believe that, but you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, and you,
2: everyone liked Chris Benoit.
0: Exactly. Everyone wished that that was, that was true, you know, especially to see what he did. And it is, it, it's just, I've been crazy, man. You know, me being a father right now, I don't see how anyone could do this. You know what I mean? Um, we're going to get later on into what, uh, uh, Shaji said because obviously the man was uh had this many the
1: right state of mind like
0: you know he had many different vices and he wasn't in a right state of mind you know
1: it's like it reminds me of like a dementia patient like I work with so many patients that have cognitively impaired like especially after a stroke or anything like that and it just reminds me of that kind of crap and like just being in it like and like people that have fallen and hit their heads. I'm a therapist by the way If people don't know that like occupational therapists and um, you know, I work with a lot of like cognitively impaired patients. So it is like, you know, I work with brain injuries, strokes, all that kind of stuff. And after you have so many like concussions and everything, you're a brain injury patient. And then things like, you know, doing steroids and all that just make it worse. So the guy isn't in the right state of mind, and Nancy already saw signs, as we saw, you know, in you know, in the show. She was like, "Hey, you need to stop doing all this and that," and he wasn't, and he was. Chris Benoit was a big drinker too, on top of it, so that didn't help. So you know, there were so many different things that took into effect in this, and it's such a sad thing, and. God, and it, and it is, like, it ruins Chris Benoit's legacy overall.
0: No, I definitely agree with you with that. Um, and was, like
1: everyone wants... There's so many people that want to protect his legacy yeah, as being an amazing wrestler, but it's tarnished by this.
0: No, it definitely is. I remember, you know, um, one of our fondest memory, memories of, uh, of WrestleMania, you know what I mean? I remember, uh, essentially... Seeing how Chris Benoit and Eddie Girl, they rose to uh they rose to the top, you know what I mean? Essentially they were bottom feeders, you know what I mean? They put on awesome matches in WCW. Uh, you had Chris Benoit who was uh, legitima- legitimized in um the four horsemen. You know what yeah. I mean? So you also had and then you you saw Eddie Girl. Everyone knew of Eddie Girl's talents, you know what I mean? And, um, and the, the cruiserweights in, uh, WCW and you saw how big and crazy, uh, well, not being crazy, how awesome of a performer that he was, you know what I mean? And then for them both to, to move to WWE to the big time, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. WCW was big at the time, but at the same time, they weren't pushing small wrestlers because they were buying all these, uh all these superstars that got fired from WWE at the time, you know, you had the NWO, you had a uh, Sting, you had a uh, Goldberg and they essentially saw, Hey, they already saw the writing on the wall. And they already saw that they were just going to be, uh, uh, related to the mid card and then they moved to WWE and at the same time in WWE, they didn't get the respect that they had at the same time, they put on awesome matches. Then you saw the development of, uh, of Eddie Guerrero, you know, uh, Eddie Guerrero essentially turned that whole Chicano uh, mentality into a character that, that the crowd loved, you know what I mean? But at the same time he put on awesome matches. Yeah, you know I mean, he had the whole lie, cheat, steal, and you know, everyone essentially uh, knew of the friendship of these two.
1: How the close they got. Yeah, that's why they came together.
0: Yeah, you and know. then you know, and just like I was talking about, I think one of the the fondest memories, I think, me and Vic, Vic, didn't we uh, watch that uh WrestleMania together where these guys won the uh, the championships?
2: Possible back in. What
0: was that two thousand four or five? Yeah. yeah, I mean, and we, you know, and and it's crazy. I mean, you know, one of the lost hooligans. I mean, he's over here, but I wish that he would have joined on the show. I mean, Jobin too. I mean, he was he was an avid uh, um a watcher of uh, wrestling at the time. You know, what I mean, and and everyone, you know, that's gotta be one of the top WrestleManias. Of all time where you know you had Chris Benoit win the championship and you had uh uh Eddie Guerrero have the championship and he had his Wrestle- WrestleMania moment. And it's crazy to, to, to say at this time, but they don't even mention these guys anymore, yeah. You know I mean I mean
2: they would mention Eddie, but they can't without with that they talk about that moment, they're gonna talk about Chris Benoit. Exactly. That's how Chris Benoit lost it to Randy Orton. They can talk about. They just talk about Orton winning the title. They don't talk about who he beat it beat for.
0: <laughs> and and it, it's the, one of the most craziest and uh, craziest scenarios at the time. I mean, eventually, uh, afterwards, after they win their title, a couple two years later, it was the epic loss of uh, Eddie Guerrero. You know, and you know, everyone thought that yo, this guy um, relapsed. You know what I mean? In some sense of a form. But, you know, I think that, you know, and eventually it came out that, you know, essentially he had an enlarged heart in a sense and a clot, you know, and that that's due to his steroid juice. I mean, no lie. Steroids had a big impact on why we don't have Eddie Guerrero right now. Yeah, it did. And
1: like it does, it, it enlarges your blood vessels and, it- like too much pressure on his heart heart got clogged and everything and it was a big reason eddie and chris were both doing steroids together they're a big part of it they did it with each other and it's sad eddie and the thing eddie didn't have that chris benoit was had all those concussions you know chris benoit with that what was it the one that jumped off the top rope and head right into your chest uh, what was the name of the move? Um, what was the name of the move? The cripple, no. What was Sorry. it called? Chris, Chris Jericho's move from – Chris Benoit's move from the top rope. Benoit's <laughs> move from the top rope, though. We got him so many concussions because it, it was straight head, head butt into the chest.
0: Yeah. You know, I am drawing a blank right now, and I think it's due to all the beta that I've been drinking.
1: But it was something crippler, you know, it was a I'll, it'll come up with me, but I'm glad though, like you were there, weren't you, when we went to Bridgeport and saw them live? When we went to Smackdown in Bridgeport, wasn't it me, you Jayco and Jobin?
2: Yeah.
1: I think we, we got to see Benoit and Eddie, you know, in person that night.
0: I can't remember right now, but
1: um, we drank a Heineken keg that night too. Remember, we see so yeah. Um,
2: no, I remember we drank a, a secret that something, and then uh, yeah,
1: but we had that little Heine keg too. We were just drinking yeah, in the parking yeah,
2: lot. think uh, name was uh, Ahmed,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, that was kind of when you first met him, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, your, your cousin Ahmed. I'm like, who the fuck is Ahmed?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I think that, what's I'm we'll call it, that must have happened because I remember talking to him and uh, he was talking about Armand Johnson, so I probably thought, thought his name was
2: Ahmed. Nah, was because uh, one time I saw him working out at the gym with Tim's and, uh, jeans on. That, that's when he first started working out. I was like, "What the fuck?" Because I saw Ahmed Johnson doing squats one time on WWE TV with uh, Tim's and the uh, <laughs> So I was like, "What the hell is Joe doing here at valleys with the uh, Tim's and jeans uh, working out?" <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, then I think you were with me, and I said, "Oh yeah, that's that's Ahmed Johnson right there."
0: <laughs> that probably so, happened.
2: I think he his name is Ahmed. Ahmed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's crazy. I think it was
1: just a diving headbutt that Chris Benoit did, because yeah. he got it from,
2: from uh, Dynamite Kid. Dynamite. Kid. And then Dynamite Kid got it from someone else. Harley Race. Yeah. yeah.
0: And they were talking about, um, and I was crazy because they they also talked about that in the in the episode on how uh, uh, so many of those individuals that did that diving headbutts. Um, Yes, had CTEs and they had issues.
1: And they told him not to do it, and he still wanted to do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, at the same time, you know, we had uh, the rise and fall of uh, both of these guys. I mean, they were definitely uh, main main event status at the time when uh, when Edgar lost uh, lost his life. You know, and that was big. And you know, a lot of us didn't realize at the time how much this would have done an impact on, uh, on, uh, Chris Benoit. And then looking in this, uh, documentary, you see, Oh my goodness. This guy was going through something at this time. You see the yes. interviews, you see the interviews with, uh, Vicky Guerrero. You see the interviews with, um, Chavo, you see the interviews with uh, Chris Jericho and they all said, it was like, yo, this guy shouldn't have been wrestling after that. Yeah,
1: and when he lost Eddie, that was like the hardest thing of his life, and it's so sad. He realize he lost his brother, and he, it was a guy who was with him. He lost his brother and his best friend who was with him every day. They traveled on the road together. They were, it was probably like a spouse too, you know? The two of them were always together. They yeah. stayed in the same hotel room, all this kind of stuff and to lose that dude, all of a sudden one day, you know, it just, it was the toughest thing for Chris Belmont, you know?
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. You know, at the same time, um,
1: he didn't know how to handle it anymore.
0: You know, and, and
1: wrestling was the only thing that was important to him.
0: You know, you, you said a lot of the reasons why, um, has been hard with Chris Benoit. Obviously, uh, after that, uh, uh, about two years after that, we, we hear the tragedy, what happened, you know what I mean? And him not being at a pay-per-view and then, um, us watching, uh, Monday night raw and seeing, uh, hearing in the news that he passed away and, uh, then seeing the tribute that, uh, WWE did to him. You know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> You know, I want to recall. I want, I want Vic to to hit us up and talk something because you know, you know, you know. Vic was uh, an avid wrestler at the time. Uh, watcher, you know what I mean. So you, I need to know from your pros. Uh, you know, from your eyes, what you were thinking at the time back in those days, bro. Uh, well,
2: uh, well, I was thinking more. I hope Kevin Simmons, Sullivan did it because I, I don't think I was praying that Chris Benoit didn't do it, but. It, But when they first said it, they thought it was like, you know, somebody killed them. Like, I was like, oh, man, if uh, somebody had to take out this guy, they must have went in there with a gun or something. But then the next day, he came out with the truth. So everybody found out, you know. Yeah.
0: And, you know, they kind of explained it the same way on the show, and I thought the same thing. I was like, yo. I was like, oh, snap. You know, in in, uh, the early mornings – of of him not being at the Wrestlemania uh not Wrestlemania at the pay-per-view you everyone heard it I was like oh snap right after it he wasn't there this fool this fool died you know essentially it was like okay he died and then it was essentially that it was a murder you know what i mean so then everyone was like oh snap this fool got murdered in his own house mm. you know that was crazy you know what i mean? And then it was like, yo, 24 hours from there, well, literally, when they were doing the um the tribute, that's when the breaking news came out that uh this fool is the one that w- was behind it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I remember seeing that, you know, because like I already I already saw like the the Fox News special uh in the evening time, you know. And this, obviously, Raw was already pre-taped because this was uh, one of the one times where um, it wasn't, there was no sh- no shows going on. It was essentially a tribute to uh, the passing of uh, their superstar, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, it was just like, we already knew what was going on and this fool <laughs> was, was getting a tribute. And then you see like, you know... Um, all the all the backlash that WWE got at the time, and all I could think about, yo, what was Vince thinking at this moment, bro?
1: Oh, Vince probably didn't know what to do. You yeah. know, he he was like, he's trying to cover up and trying to get the media off of him because you know, automatically it's gonna go straight. Or right? as you look at the dude, how big he is you know, for a size and everything, I'm going to think steroids, but That's he's trying to protect his company and he's doing what he has to do to protect his money and his company. And, you know, I'm pretty positive. He's probably talked to his lawyers and this is where the lawyer, yeah. he's got lawyers ready. Oh, yeah. And he asked him, what do, what should I do on this? And, you know, marketing too. What should I do? You guys talk, and tell me what I need to do. And then we'll go from there.
0: Yeah. He definitely probably had a cleanup crew. I mean, obviously. Uh...
1: Just don't listen to Vince Russo. That's what I learned. <laughs> or
2: Jim Cornette.
0: <laughs> They'll tell you some craziness over here. You know, at the same time, it was well, like. They weren't in that episode, were they?
2: No, they weren't. They. No. I'm just saying don't listen to the two of them ever. Yeah, they just, uh, you know. I mean, some of the stuff they did in wrestling was good, but some of the stuff was like.
1: They got lucky with what they did. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. We would have thought about that.
0: I mean, eventually it it bit both of their butts in. Yeah, uh, you know I man. Because a lot of this, uh, the stuff that they continue on to do is the reason why they're not on the air right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, with. Um, but going back to uh, the whole Chris Benoit thing, bro. You know, yeah, Vince tried to had to try to change it and 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 change the whole scenario, but at the same time, at the essentially, uh, they wiped out uh, Chris Benoit from uh, from uh, WWE history. You know, and that's been one of the mo- the most craziest things because, like, you know, at the end of this documentary, you know. I, could understand, I grew to understand why they did that, you know? Uh, it definitely lingered in the back of my head for so long, and I think a lot of us over here as wrestling fans, you know, it's like, how can you not talk about the, uh, the um, Chris Benoit? You know, but, you know, you really can't. And it's
1: like, he should be in the Hall of Fame, and it just sucks he can't be in the Hall of Fame, you know? He should be in it, but it's like, He's blacklisted from always being in it, you know?
0: All right, I'm going to put this out there. If you were in Vince's uh, position right now, you know, with him doing what he did, would you put him in the Hall of Fame? I wouldn't. You wouldn't, right? How about you?
1: I can't, you know, it's tough, you know, I can't, you yeah. know, you get, but to take all his matches off of the network.
0: Why not? I mean, if you're not going to put him in the hall of fame, the
1: amazing much? matches out with these other guys, you know,
0: it'll be on YouTube, bro. No, yeah.
2: yeah, But the thing is, you can't take him out. Of, like, what would be the main event of WrestleMania radio then? Like,
0: I mean, who, who, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, like either you're going to take this guy out for 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 the wrongs that he did, you know what I mean? Or you're going to there's going to be some some type of um embellishment of his achievements, bro. But you know, at the at the end of the day, I mean, like, you know, you guys are Catholic men, you know what I mean? Christian men and you know and we, we we follow certain things, bro. And we're family men there at at the same time. And, you know, at the end of this uh end of the day, I was over there and I was siding with uh uh Jim Ross. I'm like, yo, if you're gonna do this, you gotta do it right, you know what I mean? If you know, um if you wanna if you don't wanna be uh not related if you don't want to be connected with this individual and a type of a sadistic thing that he did, I mean, you got to do all, <laughs> all that you got to do to take this fool out of it. You know what I mean?
1: I just feel bad for him. Like, you know, you know, with what I know in healthcare and everything, I would put him <laughs> in, into the hall of fame just cause I would want his brain scan and all that, too, to show that he wasn't in the right state of mind. Like, his parts of the brain that were affected are the ones that are problem-solving, you know, you know, socialization, all that kind of stuff. You know, those were the parts of the brain that are, like, if he had an MRI on that brain of his, and I'm sure he had one, like a CT scan or MRI on that brain of his, it would show what parts of his brain were, like, messed up. And now, you know, like, these football players, it shows after they die what's messed up in their brain. You know, it makes a difference, but it sucks. You know, I would put him in the Hall of Fame because he was a great wrestler till what, what happened.
0: I'm going to come back to what you just said. Vic, you have anything to add? Uh, I mean, pretty much...
1: He was affected. He was fucking affected.
2: Yeah, I mean... Uh, his
1: brain was fucked up.
2: Yeah, I mean...
1: It's like a football player who got hit over and over and over and over and over again. But his brain was hit like probably a thousand times.
2: I mean, he would have never went down this path if Eddie never, you know, passed away. He was just... That Eddie and the, the other guy, his best friend... uh, was But he
1: good. probably... He, it's not... Eddie was the catalyst for... Making it worse. Yeah. He would have been bad later on, but it would have been caught on. But Eddie was the reason he went downhill real quick.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, it was the other guy, Johnny Grunge. He, they used to live like near him, the public enemy guy. He, he yeah. died too that year.
0: So uh, There were a lot of wrestlers that died that year.
2: Yeah, supposedly. Uh, when,
1: and they were all taking steroids together. That's the thing. Those guys that live near each other. They were juicing up together. Eddie got big all of a sudden. Chris and got, like, bigger and tighter. Like, you know, everything... He got to WWE, and that's when drug testing wasn't happening. Yeah. And things were crazy at that time. So, so for his... Jim levels would be that high when he died. That's crazy. You're look, double what you should be at.
0: Look, I'm not gonna... I'm not going to... You know, obviously, uh, I'm not gonna take away the medical aspect of this and also his physical content. You know what I mean? Uh We know uh, medically, he no was- no excuse. No, no, I don't know. I know medically, there's issues on why we could say what he did. We know, what he did in the ring and all the concussions that afterwards we know what happened. We know with the CTE and uh, after that, after his body was dead, we understood that, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Right. And uh, I'm going to uh, essentially put an individual that wasn't inside of wrestling at the time. I just uh, watched a Netflix special on him. You know what I mean? And essentially, you could tie what this individual did essentially with what Chris Benoit did. And that is Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez came from a certain way. He took uh, he took drugs. He had CTE. You know what I mean? He ended up uh, killing someone. Both he was a
1: gangster dude before that.
0: He wasn't a gangster dude. If you saw the the thing, uh, a, I saw it. But he was
1: a, his family was gangsters before that.
0: No, he was he hung around certain people, but yeah, but Benoit he, didn't, he didn't do that. Benoit didn't. He was Benoit from Connecticut, Bristol, Connecticut. There ain't no gangsters in Bristol, Connecticut. Bristol, Connecticut is in the middle of Bumblefuck, bro.
1: But he was part of that group, like no,
0: no, he was not part of no group, bro. You know. But at the same time, this guy did the same. Bro, he went
1: to UF. Like everyone knew at UF, he was a gangster.
0: He wasn't a gang. How are you going to change from a gangster overnight and then all of a sudden be considered a top gangster? No, this guy he hung around with certain individuals. You know, Benoit
1: didn't do that. Benoit, that's totally different. Benoit didn't do any of that shit. He wasn't hanging out with gangsters. He was a pro wrestler.
0: I'm going back into the concept of, you know, at the same time, it's like, you know, we're, I'm trying to give you guys a different concept on. on. Um...
2: Wait, so did uh, Aaron Hernandez have a CTE? Yeah. Oh, he did?
0: Yeah, CTE. Yeah, but... a bad case of CTE. They, uh, at one point, they said that. At his age, at twenty-eight, he had the worst case of CTE that uh, any person under the age of thirty had.
2: So the don't protect these guys.
0: Saying
1: no, you get hit in the head, you're gonna get. fucked up. Yeah. You get hit in the head, you're getting fucked up, like.
0: Yeah. And and this you know this is where I was coming from when it when I was trying to explain the whole scenario where, um, you know um cte has yes has a lot more issues when it comes to that but at the same time it was like you know what would you give would you forgive uh aaron hernandez for what he did
2: that was like premeditated and all that wasn't it? no but
0: like actually he was following he had the same symptoms as uh chris benoit
2: yeah but her
1: aaron he put
0: aaron hernandez was like, in the hall of fame because you know, at the same time. And, okay, and the only reason why I'm adding this is that we have a certain um, connection to Chris Benoit, right? We have a certain connection to Chris Benoit because we saw how he was essentially from the naked eye. You know what I mean, we saw how he was in the ring. We saw how good of a competitor he was. We saw what it, how hard it takes for a, a small individual to to make it to the mountaintop of the WWE. Right. Essentially, that's why we were so enamored when he finally got his thing. Right. But when you when you put it into a different context, right, and someone outside of WWE, an athlete that essentially you know, at the same way, way, uh, wavelengths was doing the same thing as him. Aaron Hernandez didn't have the steroids connection. We know that. You know what I mean. But he had, he had drugs, which could be a nice, not a nice, no, not a nice. It could be a different uh, type of vice. So the steroids, obviously, we everyone knows you get uh, steroid rage when you do this. Your your behavior tends to uh, uh, change. And Aaron Hernandez, that was drugs. You know what I mean? So would you uh, put the same consideration in an individual that had the same...
1: No, because Aaron Hernandez said he never did it. That was the thing. Chris Benoit killed himself. And that was his admission of guilt. Aaron Hernandez
0: Aaron killed himself that
1: whole time, said he never fucking did it.
0: Yeah, but he killed himself.
1: Yeah, in jail. Yeah. After he finally made it to jail. Yeah. The, the whole time grandma, before. Chris Grimoire
0: never made it to jail because he, he took himself out already.
1: Yeah, but
2: Aaron Hernandez was
1: found guilty, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Well, then he took himself out for life. He waited till he was found guilty. You know, and it's no excuse. It's no excuse, like I, I, I saw. It, hey,
2: hey,
1: when you when you start it,
0: thinking about it, it's, no,
1: it's not thinking about it. It's it's hard to, you know, they're they're messed up in the brain. But I think Aaron Hernandez was messed up from his family life. Chris yeah. Chris Benoit wasn't messed up from his family life. Yeah, but Chris Aaron Hernandez, his family life was messed up. Yeah, but Chris Benoit was, wasn't.
0: Yeah, but you know Chris Benoit, he had obviously later on we started to uh, actually uh, see all the, all what steroids was doing to him and it was killing his. Marriage. But it was
1: steroid CTS over the years was doing to him, and he yeah. kept doing it. And he wasn't like his family said he wasn't one to just. L- he wanted to be the best. So he would work every day as long as, even if it, with these CTS, he wouldn't say anything about these concussions, he would continue to work.
0: And I, know. I'm going to go back to uh, what we were. And
1: saying. Th- there was nothing about any like anger ever with Chris Benoit. Yeah, or but like he, have
0: to he got mad at he doesn't have to show the anger to uh, to yeah, everyone else to all he had hernandez to do was show that all he had to do was show the anger towards nancy
1: yeah but you can't show like compare him to aaron hernandez totally different aaron hernandez had no issues murdering someone like we're going to find out more people aaron hernandez murdered Chris Benoit wasn't... But aren't
0: you going to say that he wasn't in the right mindset because of all the CTE damage that he had in the last 10 years?
1: No, I think Aaron Hernandez was fucked up from his family in the first place.
0: Well, see, you're you're putting in context where you're understanding the history of uh, Aaron Hernandez and how he grew up. But at the same time, you're not putting into context that uh, this individual was trained as a professional athlete for over for over a decade, you know what I mean? And taking multiple hits to the head. And essentially that's what the CTA-
1: And he did. He took plenty of that, but like, you know, his friend said, you know, how awful he was to hang out with Tip, Like we saw documentaries on that kind of stuff. And even about his whole bisexual and all that kind of other stuff. Like, yeah. you don't wanna bring that kind of stuff up either. Chris Benoit didn't have anything else depressing going on. Aaron Hernandez, on the other hand, had a lot of other stuff going on.
0: You could see the depression from uh, Chris Benoit and being away from his family. You could see that uh, putting a toll on his family and also...
1: Uh, his biggest deal was Eddie Guerrero, though, was his biggest depression. Well, all...
0: And you could also see it from there on him losing his friend. But I'm just showing you. I'm trying to show you a different aspect of an individual that uh, was in a similar case and whether or not you would have the same concept. And obviously I'm showing, you know, it, it's showing that you're, you're, you're not looking at it in that view. You know
1: I mean? No, I would look at more as like, you know, Junior Seau would be with someone I would look more than Aaron Hernandez. I think Aaron Hernandez was just an asshole. Like, Junior I was a CTE that you should look more at rather than an asshole who was part of, like, a gang and all yeah. that kind of stuff.
0: But don't you think that multiple hits to the head would, uh, you know— an But op-
1: you're already part of a gang before you're part of the— he wasn't you know, part
0: that- of a gang, bro. He wasn't part of no gang. He wasn't— Well,
1: part- I'm pretty sure that's why DeAndre Hopkins got pissed off, too. Compare him to Aaron Hernandez. Well,
0: there and DeAndre Hopkins is not part of a gang. Yeah, <laughs> you know I me, mean? and this is what I'm trying to. Well, we we totally got off topic, and obviously, I was over there. You know, Vic is probably killing.
1: But I would say he's over here. Stay out. And he's like, Did De- you want to compare any CTs?
0: You go, you're going on one of those rants again. No.
2: <laughs> I hope we're ending you. It's already one o'clock in the morning over here. <laughs> I said four minutes, so this motherfucker went 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, Vic, would you compare Aaron Hernandez to Chris Benoit? I mean, the thing is, uh, is uh, you both of you are asking if you, they belong in the Hall of Fame. They, they both don't.
1: No, I never said Chris, Aaron Hernandez doesn't. I'm just saying they're not comparable, they're cases. Aaron Hernandez was a cold blooded killer.
0: Did they I both mean, have CTE? Did he, did he,
2: uh, did he uh, do those burgers because uh, he wanted to, or because he got? Yeah,
1: he wanted
0: to. We don't know that, bro. We don't know if uh, yeah, whatever CTE that was... damage that he had to his head, which essentially could have uh, bro, altered his mind, so bro. You're,
1: you're saying everyone in jail right now? No, they I'm not. Have saying no they, reason.
0: No, I'm, and this. You're 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 failing to understand what I'm trying to say, bro. I'm he was a young that, dude when he did that shit. So
1: he was I, a young dude when he did that shit.
2: He killed his brother-in-law, right? That's what he did.
0: Yeah, I'm saying that he's already had a over a decade of CTE damage to it. head, and then you're not also including his drug use,
1: bro. You he, he is a wannabe gangster. That's the what Aaron Hernandez was. I, I have no respect for that dude, Aaron Hernandez. Chris Benoit was a wrestler that, that he what? put his like life every day. You know, he was hitting that head over and over again.
0: Over and, and right. it did damage. Taking those taking those painkillers and drinking alcohol, which would also uh uh mess up his head too and his judgment.
1: Yeah, but but look at their careers, Aaron Hernandez, to Chris Benoit. Aaron Hernandez Aaron does, did that early in his career, like what
0: three years into, into his life, champion, bro. Huh? World champion. You can't. Yeah, if we're gonna put, uh, you can't compare uh, trophies. Yes, uh, uh, Chris Benoit. He won. Well, how, a many
1: a he, how many years did well, How many
0: years? How old was he when he died?
1: How old was he when he died? Huh? How old was Aaron Hernandez when he died?
0: He ate, I think. How old? I think he was 28.
1: No, he wasn't that old, bro. Yeah.
0: Bro.
1: I think he, yeah, he was dad. like 24, was 25.
2: Like three or four years. He
1: was not that old. He was like 23, 24
2: when he died. I think that's when he committed the murders, right? I thought he, he was in jail for a while.
1: Yeah, when when he left football, that's how, how old was he when he was with the Patriots? You know?
2: Like twenty-four, I think.
1: But to compare him with Chris Wadd Aaron Hernandez, they're totally different people. Yeah.
0: Look, I am not comparing the people. I am comparing what they had to deal with. You know what I mean? Um, Aaron Hernandez's drug was marijuana, and all that sort of stuff. Chris Benoit's drug was steroids.
1: Well, weed doesn't do that, right? That. So then,
0: so then we go to the CTE standard. Aaron Hernandez, CTE due to uh multiple concussions.
1: So you're saying anyone that Benoit, you know, anyone that takes Chris marijuana bro. anyone that takes no, 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 no. no anyone that Chris takes marijuana
0: Benoit. is gonna be killing no. people. Can you can you wait until what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> Chris Benoit, Chris Benoit, he had head injuries, CTE. Both of them both had CTE, and then they also had other substances that they were using that even impaired their mind even more.
1: No, I think Aaron Inez was like a dumbass gangster
0: before he even got into it. You're from Bristol, Connecticut, bro.
1: Bro, it doesn't matter. Like, Porchester, New York has gangsters, too. That's why I fucking left that area. Uh, right? <laughs>
0: That's uh, why I went to I mean, St. Leo, Florida. I mean... 1997.
1: How old was he? Uh, he was... Um... Bristol, Connecticut, I'm pretty sure has got plenty of shit. Portchester, the Latin kings. That's what they're known for. And when I was in high school in New Rochelle, we had the Bloods and the Crips over there in that area. Mm-hmm. So, there's plenty in any place you go to. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Bristol, Connecticut has got plenty of shit over there. What Jay said, he was part of the Bloods.
0: All right, we got it. We went off on a ten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Obviously, um,
1: but people are probably interested in listening yeah. on this crap. So we'll see. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: After uh, you know, people hear this podcast, they're gonna everybody's gonna Google Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> people from you know Bermuda for fans and stuff.
0: That is that is at the end. But yeah, shout out, shout out to our fans up in Bermuda. Uh, we got a couple of fans in, uh, Indonesia, you know what I mean? UK, uh, Ireland, Ireland you know what I mean? Shout out Iceland. to
1: Iceland, you know
0: what I mean? Um, obviously, uh,
1: Czechoslovakia.
0: New Caracas, York, New York, Florida, you know what I mean? Vic, because like
1: Kazakhstan.
0: Vic, you need to, uh, be, uh, Moscow on the podcast much because I Florida don't see, I don't see that many people from, uh, from uh from Houston, oh I don't I don't see a little yellow on uh the uh on the Texas side, bro.
1: That's probably because they all listen to together. Yeah, you know they do like a meeting yeah. and then they listen to the podcast. I, I play
2: uh, play it at work. Years of
0: them. We'll see, but uh but you know, obviously, and this is what it came down to. I mean, you know, when when we're talking about the Chris memoir. Scenario. Obviously, there's different sides of the story, uh, but at the same time, it was a tragedy. Um, You know, uh, but on
1: this though, it seemed like the same side of the story, though, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I think they all, at the end of the day,
1: no one expected this.
0: No one expected this, but the
1: family didn't. No, the friends didn't. It was just like it was weird,
2: especially from a Super Bowl champion. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and even the like even the text messages, you know, they're oh, like mind, take don't care don't the dogs
2: are in the garage.
0: Going back to uh yeah, and that was weird.
1: The dogs are in the garage, take care that of that.
0: That is the weirdest because
1: like five people got that same text, which was weird.
0: Yeah. That was the weirdest part of it, you know what I mean? And you know. It's crazy, you know, when it comes to the Chris Benoit scenario, you know, uh, I mean, obviously me, uh, coming from the medical field, you understand the damage that a brain happened, that happens. You yeah. Understand
1: Cause I see strokes and brain injuries all the time, man.
0: Yeah. And you see also, like,
1: I wish I could see his brain scan, but then like when I hear about his brain scan, it was bad. Yeah. His brain was bad. and. And when you add steroids on top of that, yeah, right. like you, you with the brain's already Alcohol. being in like a bad place.
0: Alcohol. Like
1: when you well no no but the the brain's already in a bad place. Like yeah. so things like problem solving, like you know your um, God like your motivation, depression, and then like just things that Alcohol you would motion. do just naturally. Everything's just just. Messed up, like these part of your brains are just messed up, and then you add steroids on top of it, and steroids like influences everything like a hundred percent extra.
0: Yo, Vic, like, you think it's gonna
1: make you better, but it's not gonna make you better. Like it'll make your muscles better, but then your rest your organs and everything. is pumping extra, but if your brain's like clogged up and everything, it's gonna be pushing like all like. Mm. fluid up there it just it's a fucked up place to be in yeah but so he probably like Chris Benoit in this end of his life he had like high blood pressure um you know he had like swelling all over and it just he just was just it sucks the place that I feel like he was in like it, I could feel it you know
0: the crazy the craziest part is also that um you know, in the long run, I mean, his history was, was was a race. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, there's going to be people that are going to be thinking, "Hey, that shouldn't happen." Obviously, there's going to be people who be like, "Hey, we should still talk about them. But you know, at the same time, we are. I mean, this show is definitely talking about it um, with uh, Dark Side of the Ring and giving some highlight into it. And it's just crazy uh, what it uh, what happened. What happened? Yeah. You know what I mean? Crazy. Yeah. And you know, that was a two uh two day episode of uh the dark side of the ring. It was it was an awesome way to start the season. It was um obviously that's been one of the, the stories uh throughout the years, the past decade that people were were talking about. I mean, you do have those people that say he should be in the Hall of Fame, and those must be some die hard Chris Benoit fans. Yeah, I mean that don't think that he did anything. <laughs> Some other story happened.
1: If you just look at his wrestling ability, he should be. If you look at his personal life, he shouldn't be.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna touch on that. But
1: uh No, I'm just saying if you look at the wrestling ability, he should be. The personal life, no.
0: I guess when you it- combine <clears throat> both. No. Yeah, I guess if, he, if if you were to say that there would be an individual that wasn't in the hall of fame with that type of uh pedigree, yes. Yeah, I mean yeah. He
1: if a- he was still alive doing what he did, he'd be a first time hall of famer, like you know, first ballot hall of famer if he was still doing what he did.
0: Yeah. So um
1: like Jericho will be first time.
0: Yeah. Once he's out of AEW and start. start. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He, he can get away with anything. Jericho is the one dude who can get away with anything. Yeah. Right, Jericho.
0: So, um, So we're going to move on, man.